Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Gear QA number 126. How's it going, everyone? Let me get to the screen where I can actually see what you guys are saying. And uh, there's already 120 people waiting. <laughs> I was watching that and I was like, that's crazy. So, very impressive. Uh, I see you guys are chatting amongst yourself. I think a lot of you look forward to just talking to each other a lot. Uh, I noticed that. And I think that's probably one of the things I like kind of... When I, before I start, I get to look at all the comments and see what you guys are saying to each other. And on that note, I already saw some questions in there, but I have some announcement. Today's, uh, today is the 27th. If you guys saw my video where I uh, checked out the Exonic uh, interface pedals, uh, I did that video. And in that video, I said we we're going to do some giveaways. We did two giveaways. I'm going to make the announcements. On the actual uh, video... I just made the announcement about 20, 30 minutes ago that Rob Murtha, M-U-R-T-H-A, Rob Murtha, you won. I uh, notified him and pinned the comment to the top and um, letting you know. So just go ahead and contact me, Rob. You just won a really amazing interface. And I wanted to do a second one, so I did one for the uh the kyg uh the group the uh the we have the uh patreon private group and so in that group uh jeffrey house you won one as well you won the extonic sonic uh the smaller one the one i demoed pretty much mostly in that video not the big elaborate one that went to rob but you got the uh the other one and uh actually the one i have is the version of that one the smaller one the big one is does everything the small one does plus more so uh congratulations to both you guys i've notified both you guys and uh just get ahead and get back with me so i can get your addresses and get those shipped out next week i'm pretty excited it's always nice to do uh you know a giveaway with gear speaking of giveaways with gear i need to uh do some announcements on that there is a link uh in the description right now of the video you don't even have to wait till this uh replays uh, that uh, if you guys saw, I did a video today with Marty Schwartz. If you're not familiar with the Marty Schwartz channel, well, then, I don't know, you've been sleeping on a rock. He's 1.6 million subscribers, and he teaches us how to play guitar. I went to California this week and did about a half a dozen videos with him, and uh, it was fantastic. One of the videos we did today was because he's giving away a John Mayer Silver Sky, and he asked me if I would do a kind of a last-minute video for today before the drawing on Sunday. If you go later and watch the video, that's great. You can watch it now. <laughs> Anyways, you can uh, enter to win that. It's only for U.S. residents. I know some of the uh, overseas uh, uh, viewers get upset. I think it has to do with laws. They just don't know the laws overseas or whatever. Who knows? Either way, it's for U.S. residents, so... Uh, everybody gets to enjoy the video, though. Just only the U.S. ones uh, get to uh, enter to win. And then also, I put a link also tonight on the Tone Kings live show. He's going to be showing off this new, like, really high-end, expensive $1,000 pedal board with the builder. And they're going to be giving one away at the show. So this isn't like you go and then you enter. So, hey, if you're going to watch the show, you might as well get entered to win that, that pedal board. Uh, it looks pretty cool from what I've seen so far. I only saw, like, the preliminary of it. So I thought we'd start with some announcements while people got kind of signed on so we can start answering questions. Um, the first question, let me go to my notes because I actually penned a uh, question. I saw somebody did a super chat, but it wasn't a question. So give me, let me get to that. Frank Rizzo said, did YouTubers kill magazines, uh, guitar magazines particularly? 
Um, well, I, I wouldn't use kill like past tense. Are YouTubers killing magazines it, uh, like guitar magazines? It is possible, of course, you know, uh, you know, radio did kill the or, you know, video killed the radio star kind of thing. However, if you've noticed, and at least in my experience, the majority of the guitar magazines like Guitar World and Guitar Player, and I feel bad not naming all of them because uh, a couple of them are done too. They've shared my videos. They've promoted me. I've been in Guitar World quoted in the magazine. Um, and I'm just a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? So it's not like they had a reason to, to do that. They, they've they interacted with me. They've interacted with uh, Tyler Larson and Robert Baker and, and many other musicians and YouTubers. And uh, I think they do that. I, I understand now they're interacting with YouTubers in a different way. So I don't think it's going to... I think there's a place where we can all kind of live together in this environment. So in other words, let me put it this way. Um, I think YouTube channels, especially about gear and music, have been promoting gear and music. And I think that these channels could also help uh, guitar magazines stay relevant, uh, stay in you know in touch with us. But, but to answer the core of what I think you're getting at, I'm going to say yes in the idea that I would rather me personally watch a video now on my phone than read. And that's happening to a majority of us. It's probably not the right answer, but it is the truthful answer. Um, but I don't foresee them going anywhere, especially if they can reinvent themselves uh, and and continue to work with uh, what is what is happening right now, which is, yeah, there's channels. I mean, let's be honest, there's 54 million views on this channel alone. Not not including you know the, the the dozens and dozens of other gear channels. It's a lot to uh, compete with, and I'm a one man shop. You know what I mean? I don't have to pay uh, a team of writers and a rent and all that stuff. I can do it slim uh, and mean. You know what I mean? As a business, uh, I don't make nearly what they make, but of course, I, I run on a much tighter ship. So yeah, and uh, and uh, Fairy World says, I'm pretty sure this is Wold, Fairy whatever. <laughs> Very eerie. Says, uh, and promote, promote each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, every time they would do a shout-out for me, I would do a shout-out for them. I've been, you know, I see YouTubers do the same thing. We shout out what things they they pushed. I think that I would really be sad if guitar magazines were to go away. That's what I'll tell you right now, because I still enjoy them. I still enjoy them for the most part. But I would be, uh, I also want to point out that I do go to their website more than I read their magazine. So, there you go. Um... Let's see what else. I want to see some of the comments you guys have. Daryl says the real the real killer for the print magazine is that they by the time they get out, it's already old news. That is a very astute assessment. Something I didn't even think about until you said that. Yes, uh, it, it is tough because I mean, I, I've done videos. Um, I, I have for just me. I have done videos within minutes of an announcement being out. Um, I think um, I've seen some of the videos in the past where I put them out, and if I really looked at the timeline, it was within an hour or two hours of the announcement. That's pretty tough for somebody to wait to a printed magazine. So, um, but like I said, I think that uh, I think that they still have a place. And like I said, I, li- I like I like working with them. I like it when they share my stuff. I like sharing their stuff. And so you guys know, there's no big bump in that. Like I've noticed, you know what I mean. When they share one of my videos, I you know, maybe get a couple hundred views extra on it. You know, nothing really, you know, viral. Uh, when they first started sharing my stuff, I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to explode. <laughs> and what I've noticed, un- un- uh, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on you look at it, the biggest bumps to my channel when being shared is always by much larger channels. So so it's interesting to see, but it's cool. Um, hey, <laughs> Fairy 
Wold. It's I'm gonna give it a shot because you, you said he's. Uh, they said I'm awesome. You're awesome, even though I can't say the name correctly. I'm gonna say Fairy Wold. That's my best guess. Um, here's one from Sarang. Sarang, I love it because it's like a hundred whatever uh, denomination you're at, what country you're from. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's got the weird little symbol. <laughs> So I've learned that just like you can see the the looks like the uh, the E is a is for Euro. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. Thank you so much for uh, doing the super chat. It says, hey, Phil, I'm an Ibanez Strat guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, Gaston Fratelli. Yeah. Do you think Fender American Performer SS is a good option to start off on the Tilly Journey? Yeah, on the Tilly Journey. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm in love with the uh, sandblasted ash Tilly that's at Sweetwater right now. I was staring at it. Oh, so nice. Um, no, I think so too. Uh, I think also I should say that the, that the performer telly would be a nice uh, a nice purchase because it's it's a made in USA, so it has kind of collectible value. But I like that it has the vintage bridge. I like that it has you know kind of more. I, I think it still has jumbo frets, right? So I dig that as well. I like it. So yeah. Go for it, is what I'm saying. I have a telly right behind me, somewhere behind me. I love my telly. I'm a Strat guy. I say that, but it's funny to me. Every time I pick up my telly, I always say to myself, why don't I just play this? This is where I'm the most happy. But then, for some reason, I move over back to my Strats. It's just weird. It's the it's the demon you know kind of thing. I just know my Strats or Strat-style guitars so well that I just play them so much, but... The telly to me is always where I think I'll end up. I think eventually over time, I'm just going to slowly become a telly person to the point where I just play tellies. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked. If somebody told me 10 years from now I'm going to be the only telly person, I wouldn't be shocked to hear that at all. Yeah, Peter Brown said sandblasted telly ash, question mark. Wow. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like this faded blue. It just looks great. Like, <laughs> I hate saying that out loud. Hopefully... <laughs> hopefully a bunch of you would go over there and buy up what they have and i won't be tempted anymore <laughs> so <laughs> i don't i don't think my wife could uh tolerate one more guitar in the house at this current moment um <laughs> so i've got a lot of guitars in the house reviewing right now so it's a lot of guitars lately uh let's see what else yeah, an overview effect said because strats are more comfortable to hold. Absolutely, they're 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 designed for comfort. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It's um, and the tellies is just a big obnoxious hunk of wood, but it's just something magical about it. I don't know what it is. And then <laughs> here's a good one. I was, we'll we'll j jump subjects after this one. I just like this one. Where's it at? I'm sorry, Rick. There it is. Rick in Seattle said because strats hug is back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sip some water. Give me a second. I uh, I actually agree with that. Isn't that funny? I I kind of feel that way when I'm holding a Strat. It's just like I said, it's so comfortable. Okay, what else do we have going on? We have, and I know you guys did some super chats. Like I said, anytime you do the super chats, just keep in mind all that uh, that should mean is that I will answer that question. I'll pin it and I'll answer it for sure. Um, and I want to thank Joseph for doing one and one, two, three, Jim Thomas for doing one for no, for no reason. That was really kind of you guys. Um, Gary's got one. It says, Hey, Phil, have a, uh, you have a Burns Cobra. Okay. Uh, uh, with a trisonic pickups. Okay. So 
Burns, B-U-R-N-S, is a type of brand of guitars. They're, I think they're mostly made overseas, Asia now, but they are like a, a European or British brand. They're really dramatically out there and different. I had one a long time ago, like 2004 or five. dug it. Um, it says, how are they different from others? He's talking about the Trisonic pickups. Also, there's a, a PP Tone Pot to switch all pickups on. Uh, so push-pull. Tone pot. Ah, pee pee. <laughs> I like that you put the slash in there so I can work that out. Cause I'm thinking, why is there a pee pee tone pot? Uh, okay, so there's a push pull tone pot uh, to switch all pickups on. Any experience? Uh, I have very limited experience, and I and you're gonna find that true with most of those most of those guitars there. Um, I think they're the first company that I ever saw do a a version of the Brian May guitar. If I recall correctly, oops, I just bumped the mic. And um, and like I said, the one I had was cool, but you're specifically talking about the Trisonic pickups. I'm not really sure. Um, but I like the idea of doing a push-pull uh, switch or just a switch to just kick all the pickups on. That's a cool that's a cool thing. Um, but like I said, not a whole lot of experience other than they were cool. Like I said, they were one of the first brands I carried in the shop <laughs> was Burns Guitars. Because they were different. I was when I opened my store, I was like, I'm gonna have different stuff than everybody else. And so you brought in a lot of different stuff, and it was really cool. And it really, I think, it really made a lot of players that came in were excited. Like I was a Parker dealer. I opened with Parker and Burns and a lot of strange guitars, uh, aside from just the normal stuff. And I really think ultimately, uh, guitar players loved that idea when they walked in. There was something different to come and see. But financially wise, you know, I mean, I hate to say it. There's a reason why there's three strats on the wall behind me versus the one parker you know what i mean it's it's just that's you know the devil you know i guess that's going to be the theme today it's the thing we know jp says hey phil freeman runt versus victory sheriff oh okay i've had both um that's tough i like both I would say Freeman Runt by a nose, um, but I don't think you could go wrong either way for that kind of classic rock, kind of rock vibe. Um, and the only reason I say this is because I ended up getting rid of my Victor Sheriff, and then I got a Runt, and the only reason I don't have my Runt is I got the JJ. Um, but I don't know if I would recommend the JJ if you're if you're te- if you're comparing the Runt and the Sheriff. I think you're looking for a certain kind of martially kind of thing, and the JJ is different kind of animal than the the Runt. Uh, so I'd say uh, run, but also too. I think the sheriff. Keep in mind, if the sheriff's still a thousand bucks or eleven, a little less price, it might be a cool way to go. But I'm gonna say run by a nose. Uh, Jason Wade says, Phil, thanks for the recommendation. Just picked up 2019 PRS CE in amber. Great product. Great product. Awesome craftsmanship. Have a great weekend. Jason Wade is uh, uh, a longtime viewer of the show. He's a great guy. And um, uh, we had been chatting and we messaged, and I think I was commenting when we were sharing pictures and stuff. And uh, I, I told him that for PRS, for me, it's funny. Uh, I'm a big fan of the cheapest PRS guitars they make in America. I like the Bolton models and the S2s. Those, And my core guitar from PRS that I play all the time is the Mira. I don't know what it is. I've always just liked the PRS lower price guitars. I'm just not really into the fancy woods, the really expensive guitars. I've tried them. I've even purchased two. I still have two core high-end guitars. Um, and obviously, they're great quality, but it's a different vibe for me. I, I need something that's more... 
you know, like my Strat, like my Tele, like these Ibanezes where I just grab it and I can play it and I just feel good, you know, kind of playing it. So uh, I was telling him that my CE is one of my favorites. So he got one and he, he likes it. Um, yeah. Uh, Scar My Guitar says, hope all is well. Can't wait to do something with you. I know, buddy. I'm, I, I'm officially, I think, <laughs> you're almost scared to say this out loud. I'm officially, I'm going to do a drum roll, done traveling. Uh, I came back this, literally last night at like 10 o'clock at night, I was back from California. I have no, uh, official YouTube events or things to do for the rest of the year. And I plan, I don't think I have any plan for next year. I think I'm, I'm done. I, I had, I had done what sometimes you do when a friend asks you to do something and then another friend, another friend, another friend. And after a while, I was like, I'm going to every event, you know, and that sounds like a, a what was me. Uh, it was great. I'm excited. It's just a little exhausting for both, uh, you know, mentally, physically and for your family. I'm really happy. My family's really excited that I'm <laughs> going to stop traveling all the time. So um, so that will make it easier, uh, Sean, uh, to to do something. OK. Uh, Thomas just did a super chat for no reason. Um, thank you, Thomas. I appreciate that. And I know I'm just going to clear out some of these, uh, super chats and go over to the non super chats in a second. Patient zero says, Hey, Phil, I got an elite strat and I'm not crazy about the noiseless pickups. Hey, this is the theme with this. I, I feel the same way. Uh, this is a, uh, preaching to the choir thing. I've never been a fan of the noiseless pickups in the fenders. Uh, we talked about an elite telly, I think last week or the week before, and I was saying the same thing. Um, says uh hss recommend any good options by the way miss chatting with you at your shop yeah you know that's one that's the thing i miss at the shop was the interaction when i was traveling this week and, and patient I'll, i promise i'll get right back to you what was great was when i was in california one of the things about going out for me is i get to bump into you guys i met a great guy named joshua at uh stone brewery in uh I think I was in Carlsbad. If I wasn't, you know, I was next to Carlsbad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was, I was just following, you know, the cars with Marty and stuff. And he was a great guy. It was nice meeting you. Thank you again, uh, Joshua, for everything. He he offered to give us a tour of the brewery. We just couldn't because of, of our filming schedule. Um, but it's great. I get to meet everybody and talk to everybody. And it reminds me of the old days when people used to come in the shop and talk to me. And um, it is it is really a really cool thing. Um, so so yeah, I miss it too. Um, uh, so noiseless pickups. Well, what I can tell you, if it helps, is uh, there's a sharpen my axe that I'm literally in process right now filming. Uh, it I don't know when it will be out because it's not it's not it's a collab sharpen my axe, kind of like what I've done in the past with some collabs. And this one is going to have a set of noiseless pickups in it. The problem is, is I'm at the point where I'm installing it right now. I have not heard them. So hopefully. We'll be impressed. Maybe I'll be able to suggest something from that. This is something that I uh, I calculated what I think would be the best noiseless pickups I could find. Okay, on that note, let's go over to the non non super chat questions. Let's see some of the people. Uh, hey, K Drake seventy seven says Mark Ignatius still has director of brand experience. So okay, so he's still there. So they just don't have videos. Maybe Mark hit the delete button. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Uh, that's nice. Uh, let's, <laughs> ah, thank you. Nick, uh, McAllister said stone is in Escondido. Yes. Okay. So I was in Escondido, Escondido, uh, Escondido, Escondido, Escondido. 
Yeah, Escondido. Um, it was an amazing place, by the way. I, I mean, I was, you know, I've been to a... <laughs> I don't want to say I've been to a lot of breweries because that kind of makes me sound like maybe I have a problem. <laughs> but I've been to a I've been to a lot of breweries, <laughs> and uh, that one was amazing. It was just oh, it was crazy. It was like a it was like a little miniature Disneyland of beer. <laughs> it was great. Um, so cool. I was in Escondido. I know I know we were moving around. So you guys know um, just for fun. Um, I'm, I hope you look forward to the videos. Some of you guys who follow me on Instagram will know some of the stuff. I, I put a lot of stuff on Instagram now. I'm really pushing the Instagram just for the quick notice stuff to let people know stuff. Um, we were in Carlsbad at Carlsbad Village Music uh, doing a video. I can't tell you what the video is about. What I can tell you is that we specifically Marty Schwartz and, uh, and his team and I uh, we're very specific that we wanted to do the video in a mom and pop store. You'll see why, uh, why we wanted to give focus to the mom and pop stores um, for that reason. And they were some great people. Uh, they couldn't have made us feel more welcome and be more accommodating to us and let us, especially since it's one of those situations that sounds so easy. I'm, I, I feel like the video was great. I hope it comes out great. Um, but it's one of those things when you watch it, you go, well, of course, why wouldn't they do this? The guy's got 1.6 million and I have 230,000 and we're in the guitar community. But, you understand there's a lot of like you know who who knows what's going to happen when a bunch of youtubers come in your business and do stuff so shout out to them for being so cool okay uh doug just did 20 euros which is like six thousand dollars us <laughs> because i'm a great presenter thank you buddy i appreciate that uh so uh thank you i appreciate i'm like almost speechless that was great it was very nice of you um Brian Stewart said Disney Beerland would be awesome. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like I said, if you if you're in Escondido and you go by Stone Brewery, you would be really sad uh, if you didn't go there. And what's crazy, so you know, is when you go there and park. When we got there, we were like, "Where are we at?" Because you're in this like dirt parking. It was weird at first, and then you go down this cool corridor. It was just cool. I don't know how to explain it. You can Google it. So we'll. We'll keep it focused on guitars. Otherwise, we will have to have a Know Your Beer channel. Um, ah, Robert Triff's Roasted Necks, Fad or Innovation. You know, I, I've, I've resolved that I'm I'm getting addicted. And I heard this. I heard this. <laughs> this was funny. I've heard this now so many times from so many players saying what I'm about to say to you. I'm getting addicted to Roasted Necks. And... I don't have like a, the way they feel or the way they sound. I have none of that. I just think they look cool. I like rosewood, and I uh, but like looking behind me, if you look at the maple necks and then you look at the rosewood necks, I just like the rosewood necks. And for some reason, I like these one piece cooked maple necks. I like the way they look. So, um, and I know this because I think now I have one, two, three, four roasted neck guitars. And I'd be giving away too much if you if you want to know what video is coming up. But let's just say the number might not be four anymore. <laughs> so so yeah, definitely like them. <laughs> you guys focus on the strangest things. Matt Manley says, Matt Manley, right? That's great. That's a great name, Matt. Matt Manley. Matt Manley says, Philip, any Disneyland can be beer land if you sneak it in. See, that's good. That's good. But then you get a DUI if you get on the uh, teacups. See, you don't want that. Um, 
Asdar. Oh, hey, Asdar. He said last time he was in Escondido, he left with a Kiesel. Well, we went to a guitar center, too, just to pop in there. We actually needed something, and we were too far from Carlsbad at that point. I don't know where we were. And uh, they had a used Kiesel in there. And uh, no, it was a used Carvin. It was a Carvin. But it was still nice. I played it for a few minutes and put it back. It's cool. Uh, there. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. So Justin said, hold on, Justin's busting my chops. Super chat wasted, ha, ha, ha. So, all right, he didn't like the answer. Let's get back to the, the roasted. He wants to know if it's a fad or innovation. He doesn't want to know what I'm, my, okay. So here's what's tough. Um, I think it is both. And that's not a cop-out because I'm going to tell you why. Currently, it's a fad. I think it's an innovation in the idea that we won't, we won't, I'm sorry, I don't think it's an innovation. I think it's a fad. We can't know it's an innovation until many years from now. The problem with roasted necks or burnt mint necks or, or, is that what they claim to do takes years to find out if they're doing it. They claim to be more stable. They claim to have less shrinkage. That's not something I've seen. So, you know, I've seen enough roasted necks shrink. The other thing is not all roasted necks. And this is where the fad comes in. This is why I'm going to say if I'm going to pick one, it's definitely more of a fad than innovation. But here's why. Because not all roasted necks are equal. Some of them, they roast them just enough to turn them brown. And they're not actually cooked all the way through. Some, so there is some hype put on this. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm going to say it's a fad, but... 10 years from now, it could be innovation if we notice that there's stability in the guitars. Um, I, I have seen, and here's what I can tell you that is interesting. I have a couple roasted maple necks, and one of them, which is really expensive, it's my most expensive roasted neck guitar, apparently is like double roasted. See how silly this is? But it is darker than the others. But here's what I can tell you. Without a doubt, it does feel different, and it is way more stable. It's the only guitar I've ever seen where I just never tune it. Never. I've had guitars stay in tune. A lot of my guitars stay in tune because that's why I love them. I find guitars that just hold tune really well. But this thing's like, it's a machine. It's my AZ. I forget which one it is. It's the one I did at the uh, the Rockin' 1000 I, you know, that I played through Germany. I never tuned it. Um, and uh, it's a pricey guitar. Uh, Ibanez gave me some accommodation pricing on it, of course, because it was the demo guitar at the event. And I, I obviously wanted it because they set a world record and I played with a thousand musicians in front of 26,000 people. And I liked the guitar and I thought this is the guitar I should keep. Right. So they gave me a, they gave me a deal. I say deal. I mean, don't, don't go, don't go, don't get carried away in your heads. I didn't walk away with anything. I couldn't find it if I could found it used, but at least I didn't have to pay full retail and it was pricey guitar. But um, but that I'm gonna say it's mostly a fad. Innovation will have to wait. You can't claim something is innovation. You know you can't claim that something that's is doing what it says if it's claiming longevity. Uh, Beastrich five eighty one says Phil some details on that Saldano over your shoulder. That Saldano <laughs> on the podcast when they're listening they'll be like what is this guy's problem? That Saldano. See I just got to think backwards. It's that. Uh, that is an Astroverb. That is a 15-watt made in the USA. They don't make them anymore because, if you don't know, Saldano sold the company to uh, Boutique Amp Distribution. They're the current owners of Saldano Amps, and they're not going to dissolve Saldano, as far as I understand. They'll, 
they'll eventually start making them again, or maybe they're making them now and we don't know about it. Um, they are definitely branding uh, the Saldano Design Synergy modules, so you can get those. But um, anyways, knowing that Saldano is kind of gone, I, w- I was in the mood for a Saldano, and this is what really happened. Opportunity knocked on my door, and so I answered it. That Saldano uh, Astroverb was put on uh, Craigslist uh, in mint condition with a cover and uh, the original paperwork for $500. So I bought it. <laughs> it's really cool. I like it. It's one channel. It's got reverb. It's gain. It's, I'm digging it. I'm mostly digging it because it's inexpensive and it's cool and it's fun. And I, and I know I'll get my money out of it. You know, if I, if I ever go to sell it, you know, obviously I can get the five back for it. No problem. Um, but I probably will, you know, I've seen them go as high as a thousand dollars used and as low as six. So I know fives are really good. You know, it's a, I bought it because why not? I thought I get to enjoy it for a little while, play it. If I keep it, it's American made Saldano. If I don't, I'll either get my money back or make a couple hundred bucks. I can sell it for probably a seven easy and uh, and then just just move on my way. So that's where it came from. That's what it's here for. The It was a really cool experience, too, because the guy I met from Craigslist that sold to me was a really cool dude. I don't I didn't get his permission to say his name, so I won't say his name, but very cool dude. It was nice. And he didn't know I had a channel. He didn't know who it was, which is really made the experience even better because <laughs> it's nice because I don't have to talk about like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did a video on that. You know, no, there's no conversation. We just had a conversation about the amp and then we shook hands. Uh, oh, my goodness. You got to be kidding me. Let's see. The name is Degayify. Sure. Okay. With a Grim Reaper even. Let's see. It says, should stainless steel frets be industry standard? Um, no, you know, what's funny is I know, I understand, man, I get it. The people, the players, I should say the players, the players that are into stainless steel frets, I get why you love them. I get it. Um, and so, you know, uh, stainless steel frets are, are fantastic. It's a great idea. The idea you put in a guitar and you never have to, to do that, but there is a different tonality to them. And a lot of players do believe that, um, it shouldn't be standard. However, it is a, a very smart move for a lot of companies. And I could tell you, and here's another problem too. There's a lot of guitar players that could benefit from them. You know, a lot of the shredders kind of really push the stainless steel frets first. But really, to me, the players that need stainless steel frets, let me tell you, let me answer a question for a lot of you guys that don't seem to know this answer. Who should have stainless steel frets? Who should absolutely have them is cowboy chord players. If you do three, four nights a week with your local band playing those same cowboy chords, right? Those same chords, man, those frets just get chewed out over time so fast from you just playing the same chords. And again, it's not digging on you at all. We all play the cowboy chords. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us like me play those same chords when I'm jamming with people. But man, you know, it sucks because you end up refretting guitars. And so instead of buying a bunch of cheap guitars and wearing them out, you could refret one guitar with stainless or just buy a guitar with stainless and and there you go um and then red redcom says we techs hate stainless steel of course it kills our files it's harder to work on uh it's i don't think it's harder to polish but if you get i noticed this when you scratch stainless steel frets when you're sanding on them stuff if you get put if you get deeper scratches on them you end up having to sand and buff a little bit more than you want to yeah it's more work which is why they're more money i i don't know this for a fact 
um, because we, you know most people are going to talk about retail, like if they buy them online. I would imagine stainless steel frets should cost less than high nickel frets, frets with a, a larger amount of nickel. Nickel is more expensive than stainless in most cases. So I would imagine stainless doesn't cost more as material. It costs more as work, cutting it, working on it. But that's just a theory. Please don't put in the comments that it's backwards unless you're work with metal don't don't i don't want to hear about retail if you work with metal you tell me in raw form i would imagine in raw form wire stainless is going to cost a little bit less or the same as nickel fret wire so uh skyrim guitar says you'll never tune a guitar if you if we make you one uh let's see um yes of course except for i and i understand that but when I say I didn't tune the guitar, I mean, I've never experienced, I have a lot of guitars that I never tune. That Parker won't move, but I've never experienced something like that Ibanez. I'd like to say Ibanez built the, that guitar that way, but you could have 10 of those same Ibanezes. It's just some guitars, they just, they're weird. They just don't move. It's perfect. Because the amount of, I mean, that guitar, not only did I use it for four days, in the heat, in the cold, at night, and then it got hot during the day, and I left it laying on the amp, and I did all this horrible stuff to it. And then I took it in an airplane, and then I got home, and it was still in tune. So, there you go. Um, uh, Redcom says, I recommend Stumac or Jesscar. Yeah, Jesscar, sure, for, uh, for nickel fret wire, nothing uh, less, nothing more. Yep. I would I would uh, second that recommendation for sure. Okay, so all right, what else do we have? Now you got uh, hold on, let me jump back. I just want to make sure we're doing great on time. And let me go find a good question. Hold on. Brad Miller wants us to know Larry Mitchell. As you guys know, Larry's a friend of mine, and he's mostly a friend of everybody. It's like, if you're not friends with Larry, I don't know how it's possible. He's got to be the nicest person on the planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> so Larry uh, Mitchell is doing a free clinic here in Tampa and uh, doing a 30-minute lesson for 50 bucks. Deal or no? Yeah, absolutely. I'm his friend. I'd pay him 50 bucks to do a lesson with him. <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I would. Yeah, of course. You know why? Not because he's a good guitar player. He's a great guitar player. He's a great teacher. I promise, Brad. So you can rat me out. Don't hold it against him. If you end up doing it, don't hold it against him. Hold it against me. We'll talk later. I, I, I Like I said, I know we're friends. I'm friends with him. But that, that respect of that is not from being his friend. That's from watching him teach. I've watched him teach. I've seen him teach. He's fantastic. He's taught me a couple of things. He's great. So he has the, well, think of this. That's what he does at the Steve I camps. He teaches some of the guys. Some of you guys I know have been to these Steve I camps. You've met him. You've known him. He's taught you guys. You know, that's a different temperament. Being a great player. Ingve um, Mountain is a fantastic player. He's the worst teacher. I bought his video series. Remember when we were kids and you bought those VHS tapes for 50 bucks at the back of the guitar magazine? And I bought the Chris and Portatelli one, and I bought that was okay, I guess. And then I bought the George Lynch one, and that was okay. The Ingve one was horrific. I think that's the first official punk video. 
Like, I think Yngwie was punking people. He would play this lightning fast riff and then go, okay, now slower. And he would play it just as fast. And when I was a kid watching it, I'd be like, oh, man, I don't think this guy knows how to teach. And now that I'm older, I think that was him just punking us. He was just like, they probably made him do this video. And out of that series, I think Paul Gilbert was the best. That's a good example. Paul was a good teacher. Paul is a good teacher. He teaches now. Teaching and playing are two different skill sets. They are not connected in any way, shape, or form. So don't confuse those two. Um, Mike Guzzati says, Guzzati says, hey, Phil, do you have a video on fret leveling? I have, like everyone now. No, I seriously, I have a repair course that hit debuts November 1st. Um, and there is a fret leveling on there. It's a different thing. And so what, uh, and if you're out wondering, do you have to buy this or how is it come? Yes. The answer is yes and no. I had we, the, the course release. And of course there will be information that it will be put on the YouTube channel, information that I'll put on the website and then some held back that will be a premium stuff. Um, and I hate to say it has nothing to do with anything else than some of the premium stuff is some of the stuff that I just, I want you to pay for it because um, when I'm doing it, I don't want to hear, uh, it's me working on guitars. So I, I don't want to hear the troll comments. <laughs> I figure if you pay a buck, maybe you won't complain. I don't know. Or maybe you'll complain for the right reason because you're mad about the dollar or whatever. Anyway, so yes, the answer is yes. But that, that will be a video out because uh, I think we made, I mean, we were working on this for so long. There's certain, there's versions of each video. So you get a version that goes to YouTube and then you get a version uh the uh, one thing that was great to happen, so you know, with uh, that I want to say with Marty Schwartz was something I learned from him, someone who teaches for a living. What I learned from him is I'm not so afraid anymore about the YouTube channel views going down because I'm in to, when I do certain videos, I've talked about this in the past, doing certain videos that just kill the views. I've always been really in tune with worrying about that. And I think what I learned from him is just, you know, put the information out there. You know, I mean, and just I, I've just learned to I've I'm learned to be okay with it. So you're gonna see a lot more of the education stuff pumping out. So I'm not worried about the numbers dropping so much. Um, uh, er Webster said, "Have I decided what pickups to put in the Solar? No, otherwise I would have done it. The Solar is above the Jackson right now, and still haven't done it. I think I'm just gonna leave it alone. Isn't that funny? I I, I keep I don't dislike the pickups. I just thought it would be cooler with the other pickups." When I played those Fishman pickups in that Ibanez, I thought I would put Fishman's in them. So now I'm kind of thinking maybe Fishman's, but I don't know. I mean, at one minute I was like going to do EMGs, and then I was going to do DiMaggio. So. Okay, what else do you guys got? Yeah, see, you guys are communicating. I'm just going to chime into some of the conversations you're having that I like. Uh, to teach... You really need to know to communicate differently, effectively to suit the person you're teaching. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I said he's got the temperament for it. It's not It's not just a, his way of the highway. He can really adjust himself to each player, which is, a, I agree, which is very important. Um, Darren McLarty says, lemon oil on the fretboard before or after the fret polish? I do it uh, before. I, I oil the fretboard and then I get all that done. Uh, because then I figure when I when I clean the guitar, I wanna, there, if there's an oil or anything anywhere on the guitar, I'll clean all that up. So cleaning's always last for me. Cleaning's always the last step of the guitar. That's probably just because I think of in presentation mode. In other words, a lot of times when I'm working on guitars, it's not my guitar; it's somebody else's guitar. So when I want them to open the case, I I mean, think of this: I polish the guitar, then I put it in the case, then I take a dry cloth and I wipe.
wipe down anything they can see. I've learned this is a, a thing, and this is if you're a repair guy out there, really pay attention to this. This is something that I, a lot of you know, so I'm not telling you anything, but some of you guys seem to be not understand. If somebody opens their case and they see your fingerprints on their guitar, they just assume everything you did sucks. Like it's, it's like, you're going to find that's the, you, as soon as they see their guitars dirty or there's anything wrong with it, they start looking over the guitars, whether you really did anything wrong or right, they're going to find it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause they, they just, psychologically, I think it's most players. If they think you didn't care to keep their guitar clean, then they don't, you know, you didn't take good care when you were working on it. I think it's good. I, I think that's good practice. By the way, that advice goes backwards. If you bring your guitar to a repair tech, definitely, definitely clean your guitar. Because again, don't expect someone to take better care of your instrument than you do. Now you should. So I said, so saying don't expect that sounds almost dumb to say it that way. But here's the deal. They should take better care of your stuff than you do. But it psychologically, I think it's the same thing. They're going to look at it. If you don't take care of it, maybe they don't care to, to wipe it down or whatever. But my advice is both directions. Make sure you give somebody a nicely clean guitar and make sure you return a nicely clean guitar. And uh, I think everybody will end up better for it. Uh, Driddle, Driddle says, why do gear reviewers largely ignore speaker swaps? So I got to interpret this question because it was kind of it's kind of vague. So do I ignore speaker swaps? You mean, why don't we? So I'm going to go off the two, I think. Do we not do speaker swaps or do we not acknowledge that the speaker is a huge part of the sound? I think everybody understands the speaker is a huge part of the sound. Um, uh, I don't do a whole lot of speaker swap videos because there's a thousand. It's just like everything else. There's a thousand speakers and what would you switch to? And I'm already happy with the speakers I have. So... I use a lot of vintage 30s and vintage 30 style pickup or uh, speakers. Um, I have other speakers, of course, like Jensen's and everything else. But um, but there is so you know there are channels that are really into swapping speakers, and you can learn a lot from watching those channels. I will tell you this: swapping speakers is like that's what I, I'll tell you, uh, Driddle. You, you it's if you want this advice, and you may know this answer, but if not, everybody else will get it. I love it when people are like, "I'm going to switch the tubes to change the amp tone," and I'm like. Man, you want to change an amp, change the speaker. To me, the to me, to me, the guitar switching the pickups will do a dramatic difference to the guitar. Changing speakers would do a dramatic difference to the amplifier. So, those are the two things I would focus on for sure, more than tubes. You know, somebody was like, "What tubes would you swap out to get this?" You know, get rid of more highs. And I'm like, "Well, you can get a speaker to do massive changes to a tone." Um, let's see. Ah, Daniel Crow. Perfect. This is great. I love questions that have lead to, uh, to a, a thing. What happened with the amp build? I'm very curious about trying that, but I'm unsure if I have the skill to pull it off. Would love to learn your experience. I have great news about the amp build. So some of you guys remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago that uh, the amp build came right before the summertime where all the traveling came, and that was uh, Stu Mack sent that out for to see if I was interested in doing the video. But then Stu Mack asked me if I would be interested to do some videos for their channel, and they wanted those first. So I did those videos first. I literally, I, I, no exaggeration, finished the uh, Stu Mack videos that you saw, if you saw on Stu Mack's channel, at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I left to Germany at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, um, 
So then once I start traveling, I pretty much have been traveling this whole time. And when I have been at home, it was like 115 outside. So it's impossible to work uh, on anything when I'm in the shop because it's it's I can't turn on air in the shop and video. So I've been postponing it. What's happened since then is Mojo Tone has invited me to a class. And I talked about it last week and I'll talk about it now and I'll put a link when this indexes. Um, this uh, uh, it's uh, well, let me go to the website because it's on my website. So if you go to know your gear dot com it's on the main page so i want to don't mess it up it is october the 26th and 27th for one thousand dollars you can get one of those 750 dollars amp kits and uh two lunches because you have a lunch each day and for two days saturday and sunday from six to ten no 10 to 6, 10 to 6, uh, they're going to show you how to build the amp and you'll have an amp. I'll be in that class learning how to build the amp with you guys, filming that. So you're going to see the filming of that. And then I plan that when I'm done building that amp, I'm going to build the other one and do something really cool and special with it and do a giveaway. So I'm going to be building two and there'll be two sets of videos for those. Uh, but mostly I'll be promoting the uh, Mojo class because there's a class also in Nashville. Please, I'll put, check out the link down below because of like what you said. Uh, I agree, you know, the class is a good idea. So, you know, I, I met a guy just recently who said that he just built that amp that I was talking about building and uh, he almost burned his house down. So, um, no exaggeration. So, so anyways, that being said, the class is a great idea. If you haven't signed up for the class, I think they still have some spots in the Phoenix one. I'll be on that one. I would love to see you guys there hanging out. We'll all just be building amps together. Uh, open invitation afterwards. I'm going to go to a bar afterwards. You can have a beer or a soda pop, whatever your, you know, whatever floats your boat Saturday and Sunday. And, um, then there's one in Nashville in November. And that one is, so you guys know that one. That is 16th and 17th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and that's in Nashville in November. And again, all that information will be in the link. And plus it's on the front page of knowyourgear.net. Uh, so you can check out that. And uh, it's really cool. I mean, I don't know how you can, so you know, everything's there. They'll have the soldering stations, everything. You just show up build an amp if for some reason you can't finish the amp in time they have some resources for you to help you afterwards with some phone calls and skyping and stuff like that so so there you go and so and also to point out because i pointed out last week the amp that we're building the 5e3 that amp fender currently sells a, a, that amp it's two thousand dollars and this is essentially the same thing it's a hand-wired version of that so it's like getting you know it's a good deal you know, Todd, he says, I wish they had the uh, the AMP class in Florida. I, I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that, uh, that this takes off, that they can, they can grow it and do the classes everywhere. You'll see, you, I don't know, you'll see more. <laughs> All right, what else do we got? <laughs> then it goes quiet. Uh, Guitar Overdrive said, thank you for the content. You're an inspiration. Man, that's great. That's cool, man. That's like, you know, it gets a little overwhelming if you hear stuff like that. So, you know, uh, it, it's like, uh, it's uh, I, I, I take the compliment because, uh, you know, it, out of respect for the person to give it to me. But taking compliments is a hard thing to do. But I appreciate you doing it. Um, 
John wants to know what was my MOS. His was a 92 Alpha. What's a 92 Alpha? You got to tell me what that is. I never, I can never remember anything. Just 11 Bravo, because like you know, that's a lot of a lot of them are 11 Bravos. But I was 63 Hotel and a 63 Whiskey. I was a 63 Hotel active, 63 Whiskey when I went in the reserves. I did eight years of reserves as well. So, um, okay, how are we doing? We're good. Oh, uh, uh, Brondo with Brondo. <laughs> Brondo. Uh, uh, or maybe it's Brando. Maybe it's Brando with Brando. It says, thoughts on the Tone Master? The Tone Master are the, uh, the Fender Twin and the Fender 65 Deluxe, but they are digital modeling amps that model just that one amp with Neo speakers. They're super light. I picked one up. It felt like air. I've never played one. I'm really curious. Um, I, there's no way I could review one if I didn't have it here in the house. I'd have to spend days with it just messing with pedals because that's what I'm afraid of. I think they could convince us that it does the clean sound and even the break up right, but I'd want to see how it takes a pedal since both those amps are pedal. Awesome for pedal. So, uh, Martin Ro Roder wants to know, hey, Phil, are solid state amps close enough to replace two amps thinking of a Fender Tomaster? Wow, this is a, this is a ten trend. Um, can I show you guys? No. I have a solid state amp here. Obviously, you guys know I like the uh, the Black Spirit uh, from Hughes & Kittner. That's in the other room. I'm using it. Um, I also have another solid state amp that I'm about to review. So, And I'm very impressed with that already, too. So I, I like solid state amps for the most part. They're not, you know, they'll never be tube amps to me, but it's how close can you get to something. <sighs> Brondo has electrolytes, I know. Uh, Ed was his 36 Charlie. Okay. Oh, John was automated supply specialist. Sweet. See? Yeah, it's just all those nomenclatures are tough, man, to try to remember. Uh, Sinners Dwarf wants to know my thoughts on Chapman guitars selling their prototypes uh, and at cheap prices. My guess is they're choking on guitars. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I don't take it as a bad sign at all. Uh, I don't know if that's where you're going with that. I'm just kind of like, no. Um, no, you, you, Chapman owns a company, guitar company, but he still has a house with a family in it. You know what I mean? No one makes mansion money in this industry. Well, I don't say no one, but let's just say, you know, you can do well. You know, Chapman's doing well. And I'm sure he's happy. And, but, you know, the, you know, you're not, Billy Gibbons, you don't have a warehouse to put all this stuff in. A lot of people are like, oh, you have a lot of guitars. People have a lot of guitars. You're like, yeah, this stuff adds up when you're doing reviews. You know, companies sometimes don't want the stuff back and and you donate stuff, you know what I mean? And you can, but a lot of times you're like tripping over guitars. So I'm sure he's just tripping over guitars. He's, so you know, Chapman's done this many times before. He sold off a lot of the old guitars. I've done it. Uh, you know, Henning's done it. A ton of people just sell off some of the guitars that you have laying around just because. In fact, here's what's sad. I've put guitars up for sale, and then I take them down, and I didn't sell them. And somebody's like, why'd you take it down? I'm like, eh, because I sold one or two. I'm not selling it per se for the money, although, you know, sometimes you want to put money back in the bank. Um, so a lot of times it's just, like, cause I, like I said, there's just a lot of product here. So... Uh, you guys got so many comments.
Oh, Troy wants to know. Or he's letting me know that I was probably at the San Marcos Guitar Center, which is close to. Yeah, that's where I think I was because we were staying pretty close to that area. It was a nice store. Nice people in the store. That was one of the nicest guitar centers I walked in, friendly wise. Okay. Um, we have like five, ten more minutes. So let me. I don't want to miss any. Okay, Raymond wants to know, super late to the party thoughts. Two exact guitars, one stock, one for upgrades, or upgrade, retro upgrade one guitar. Okay, we got to redo this one. So if you have two exact guitars and one stock and one's for upgrades, or do you upgrade retro one guitar only? Uh, is the question basically should you upgrade both guitars or just one? Uh, one. <laughs> that's that's my best attempt at that, buddy. Uh, let's see. I know it's quiet. Hold on. Oh, a lot of you guys are talking about those classes. I wish you that they were in different places and stuff. Uh, Redcom wants to know, okay, so Black Spirit 200 versus the Mustang 3V2 then, Phil. Two totally different animals in the price point of it. I can tell you right now, playing the Katanas, playing the Mustangs, playing the Vipers, playing, um, uh, what else have I put my hands on even recently? Um, you know, Vox Solid State, all the Solid State stuff. I am definitely a Black Spirit sold person. There's no question about that. The reality, though, is it is double or triple or four times the price of those products. That is the that is the kick, man. I trust me. I had this conversation with Hughes and Kittner. I always, always, when I talk to companies, I always look at that as an opportunity to take hopefully the things that I've, I mean, when I talk to you guys on these live shows and we do all these emails and I interact with you guys live and in person, I mean, I always take those opportunities to talk to the companies. The companies are so sick of me every time. I, it's cause I, I'm not giving them my opinions. I'm like, this is what you guys are saying. And I feel like I would be doing a disservice if I didn't communicate that to them, not only for their benefit, but for, cause your benefit and our benefit. And so black spirit 200 fantastic. Uh, but like I told him, I said, ah, it's so expensive. And, um, and I told him, I said, they're, they, they're, they got to figure out how to be more competitive with that price point. That is the tough part. Every time somebody says like, oh man, you know, you like your black spirit. And I said, yeah, I love it. And they're like, you know, would you pick that over this? Would you pick that over that? And I go, well, the, I get it. The problem is the, is the price. It's a pricey amp for a solid state product. Um, but it is, I like it. It reacts better. It works better. Um, now, on that, uh, that statement, Redcom, I want you to know that of the Mustang 3V2, I like the Katana over that amp. And it's not because the Mustang's not great. I like the Katana because it's a transistor amp. I'm more into transistor amps than modeling amps. I don't know what that is. The Black Spirit is not modeling amp. It's a, it's a transistor amplifier. So um, I'm, more in, I'm more in tune with that. It has some digital switching and stuff in it, but it's not digital. It's, the sound isn't created by digital. Um, nothing wrong with digital. Obviously, I like digital when it's done really well, like when it's the Helix and the Kempers and the Axe seems to really up, 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 
up the ante. But um, but like I said, I prefer the katana over the Mustang, and I prefer the Black Spirit over the katana. But but that's a preference. I like the Mustang just fine. Uh, okay. And here's Blake's got a question. It says, looking at the Schecter Super Shredder, currently playing an Ibanez RG1070 PBZ. Uh, I think 800 new with the Sustainiac. Is that a good price? Comparisons uh, between the two. Um, you know, I I have I picked one up at Guitar Center. The neck was super thin. I thought it was really cool. Schecter reached out to me. It was funny. They reached out out of nowhere and said, hey, do you want to check out a guitar? And I was like, yeah. And I sent him a guitar and I, I never heard back. Actually, I followed up with him so I haven't heard back. So that could still happen. I might be able to demo some Schecters. Schecter's a weird thing for me because um, I've always liked Schecter guitars. I don't know what it is. I always think they make great stuff. They seem to have a great ethic to the company. Um, I've said it so many times as a broken record on the live show and throughout my videos the years when I've done Schecter's, I've always praised them. I'm a Schecter uh, person in, in as a as them as a company. Um, so so hopefully we can do that. A Sustainiac is something I've never really tried. A Sustainiac, I've only tried it like in a music store or at a moment. I've never had any real time experience with a Sustainiac. So uh, I I would. Uh, I would actually go, hey, why don't you get it and you tell me, <laughs> me, you can get the Sustainiac. Um, but I think the Sustainiac's cool. I just love the idea of it. So, but I, when I picked up that guitar, I picked up, I liked the neck. It was just thin. So if you like the shredder necks, like your Ibanez, then I think you'd be happy. Uh, Paul Tuttle wants to know, hey, Phil, big fan of the channel. Being that you're from Arizona, uh, what are your thoughts on the 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 Jens Gens or Gens Bens? We say, I used to say Jens Bens when we were kids. I think it's Gens Bens because it's Jeff Gensler, so it's Gens Bens is my thought. Uh, El Diablo, 100 watt head. He, uh, I think it was really underrated amp. Is what he's saying. I agree. Um, you know, Gens Bens was. Uh, a, a company that started out with just cheap cabinets, you know, inexpensive. I don't want to say cheap. I had one and it worked great. In my town, in Tucson and, and in Phoenix, everyone at one point had Gensben stuff because it was just super affordable and you could get it dirt cheap. And uh, cabinets. Everybody had the cabinets for guitars and for bass. And then he started getting amps and then he got into bass amps and guitar amps and just got better and better. And he took over a company. I think it's TubeWorks. I'm pretty sure TubeWorks is who they acquired. Again, I'm doing this off memory from decades ago um and that's where because i think he was building all the boxes for tube works and then somehow there was some kind of deal where they ended up acquiring tube works so um again somebody could correct me if i'm wrong please uh and uh and then he started making amps and then he got acquired by kmc and i jeff had told me once or mentioned you know in passing that he loved the deal because he was designing amps and they were doing all the stuff. And then KMC got bought by Fender and then it turned into a, just a, just crap. <laughs> the whole situation turned into crap is what it is. Uh, now, if I recall, I think KMC still owns Ginsbens. I think so. And then now Gensler now makes Gensler amps. So all that is to tell you that yes, the Diablo 100, all that stuff. I've come across this stuff dirt cheap. So many great things like the Soldano, 500 bucks for a USA made head. Um, there's tons of great USA made tube amps from all kinds of brands that you can get for almost no money. It's crazy. Um, 
So, and they're good. They're as good as any of the new, you know, import stuff. Uh, let's see. Redcom said that he tried the katana and he thought it sounded dull without a pedal. That's cool. I understand that. I kind of feel the same way. It was okay. Yeah, I like said I like the katana. I enjoyed it. It's but yeah, I would run a pedal. I use most of the stuff. I'll run a pedal front throw it through it. Ed Axman wants to know where's your Helix review? It's never gonna happen. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I think it's. I don't know. Let's just say there's. You guys are noticing more content lately. You're gonna see more content. Because, again, the traveling really changed everything. Um, and then Guitar Overdrive said, Agnesi was sacrificed just now. That video killed him. Yep. <laughs> so I, they're back to saying he's gone. Okay, and then Gary's got a super chat. Let's uh, find that. He just let me know in the comments that I missed it. I haven't re I haven't re uh, rechecked my page. Give me a second, buddy. Um. Okay, so Gary's question is: Just got a McKnight Les Paul and two necks and two necks. More info. Um, so if you have a McKnight and he's got the clover on there, so I know which one you're talking about because it has a clover on there. So yeah, I had, so when I, I used to build bases, I used to build the bases. The bases were when the market was awesome. It was like 2001 and two and three, you know, those years when Victor Wooten was huge and everybody, bass was huge and bass playing was huge. Uh, it got really big for a short time. I was building bases and I made this base called the Zula base and it did really well so well that we did some imports of them in fact that's kind of what led me down the road eventually that led to the store i was like okay I'll, you know I'm, I'm building these guitars and now i want to sell guitars because i was traveling to sell guitars it was so much easier just to have a, a source um and in that when we built the bases we didn't build guitars you know what happened was i built my son a guitar and and uh and when my daughter was born um i wanted her to have a guitar as well you know <laughs> so we designed this guitar called the the Sam, which standed for something, right? Small and musical. That's what it was. So that guitar you have is called a Sam for small and musical because it had special pick. If you have the original pickups in it, um, it has special pickups in it, and it is small. So at first, sometimes you don't notice that it is small. That's what I, we designed it for. It's a Les Paul styled because a single cut guitar. McKnight, and it has my name on it, McKnight, and a little clover. And I want to say that there is less than 20 of them in existence. Because when I commissioned, because I had those built. When I had those built um, off the original design, because we did the first one off the design, and then when we had some built, that was a test run to see if we would do it, to see if we would do a small instrument. Because the I, I wanted a travel guitar. I was going after like this travel guitar thing. At the time, there was only a couple travel guitars you could get from like SX, and you could get obviously a Squire. It's not like it is now, where there's tons of small travel guitars from like Ibanez. They didn't even make micros then. They didn't even make uh, mini Jacksons and minions and stuff. I mean, it was it was really like a, let's see if we can take t- tackle this market. But we were going to try and see if we can hit this like 149 to 139 price point back then which was a pricey prod price point because nothing was over a hundred bucks. Um, so that's what it is if you have one. So, um, and, uh, it should be like a sunburst top. Cause I don't think we did any other than the sunburst tops. 
yeah, it's pretty cool. So, but like I said, it's a smaller guitar. It's uh, it's a it's considered a mini guitar. It just doesn't look like it or feel like it at first. And then once I tell, usually people are like, "Oh my, yeah!" Now I hold it. Yeah, it's small. It was, in fact, you'll notice the, des- the design is a little warped. It's a. I, we really thought it out. We really, we like I said, it was one of those things we were testing. Um, you know, and it's one of those things. Like I probably would have continued down that road. The problem is, is that when we added the store and stuff, just like everything, just like this channel and stuff, you start getting so many jobs. You you. I, I'm more tenured in experience now than I was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, you, you, when you're a resource, you realize you're a finite resource. There's only so much I can do in a day, and that's what happens. You start stopping doing stuff. So, yeah, it's a cool guitar. Uh, obviously, there's not that many of them. So, really cool. I hope you enjoy it. If not, let me know. I got probably parts for it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Grubby Mike just said, just for the hell of it, two bucks. That's going to the beer fund. I've decided just now. Uh, and Brad decided to do the VIP lesson with uh, Larry. Tell Larry I said hi and that the pressure is on. <laughs> He'll probably just smile because he's just a smiley, happy guy. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. I, I was just talking about him the other day. Anybody can be in a good mood, but he's not that he's always in a good mood. It's just that he never seems uh, down. It's great. It's how you perpetually, you realize that's something that can be taught to somebody to always be in a good mood. I, I, I like to have fun, but I can be grumpy just as fast. Uh, Frank Holmes says, bass player help. Okay, I need an amp that will take a vocal plus bass. Carbon is no more. Would a powered PA Mackie Thump 12 work uh, with a Sans amp? Yes, that will absolutely work. Uh, your other options are looking at keyboard amps because keyboard amps would work a, uh, the same way as a bass amp. So um, think about this. Uh, you know, bass amps mostly going to be about obviously having the right EQ range and the right speaker. A keyboard amp would have that and multiple inputs. So I liked what you're thinking, the Mackie and the, and the Sans amp. That would be something I would consider. But keep in mind, too, that for other sources, you would have something like in the keyboard amp realm. That's something you can choose to especially if you're budget conscious because keyboard amps tend to, team, tend to be a good purchase used you can find them good um and then we'll do two more questions and we'll call it whiskey lima says please answer so we got to answer he says please please answer restore upgrade my rusty 2006 made in mexico strat or buy a shiny new guitar um that answer super easy it's if you want to do it, if you enjoy restoring it, do it. I have, I, I, it, so that's to answer your question. The fact you're ask, asking may mean you need to go and just buy a new guitar. A lot of people that always tell me, like, what, you know, why would you put $300 in a $200 guitar? Don't really understand that, that it's not about the money. It's, you just want to do the work. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, there's a feeling you get when you work on stuff. Some people like to work on cars. It's just how it works. So if you like working on guitars or you want to work on guitars, I think you should do it. But if you just want a nicer guitar and you know that working on it is how you get there, maybe just trade it and get a new guitar. Don't be a don't be don't don't be afraid to go either direction. You know what I mean? You know, you do you is the is the thing. A lot of people like they don't understand. Like when I'm working on guitars, I enjoy it. It's calming to me. It's how I. It's like when people talk about meditating. When I, when I read about meditating, that's what I kind of picture in my head is when I'm sitting there. Um, it, it's uh, it's in my house because I'm kind of a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, I'm always loud and doing stuff my family especially my wife can tell when i'm working on guitars because it's just quiet like you can't hear anything you don't know where i'm at what i'm doing i'm just quietly working i just kind of 
It's a different, it's a different gear for me. Uh, so, so that's what I would recommend. If you want to do the repair yourself, cause you want to do the repairs, do it, fix it up. If you don't move on, I will tell you that it's a 2006, so it's pre 2008. So it's got, uh, features that are the new Mexican strats are way more featured with more stuff, uh, bigger frats, better pickups. So maybe it is worth moving on. Uh, Okay, and then this is from the Smiley Cats Jazz. That's a cool name. I like that. It says, hey, Phil, I'm getting my friend a Harley Benton Vertical 212 for Xmas so he can start getting into heads. Uh, He has a DeVille. Any cheap ones worth working, picking up? Uh, we're friends, but not that close. <laughs> so I'm car. I think he's talking about uh, getting a cheap and expensive amplifier head. Well, obviously that Saldano was 500. I don't know what you consider an expensive. I mean, I would uh, imagine if you're going to spend 200 on the cabinet, you want to stay within two, 300 on the head. Um, and there's a ton of great amps. Uh, you know, I, I always, I always go back to recommending the, uh, the Fender, uh, X2 head. You can pick them up for anywhere between 200 to 250 bucks used. It's got tubes. It's made in Mexico. It sounds good. It can do metal, can do rock, can do blues, do clean, can do jazz. It's got effects. Um, it's definitely cool. There's obviously there's some of the, I mean, I saw a PV Classic 20 head on my Craigslist for 200 bucks the other day. Stuff like that. You know, go used. Don't don't be afraid to go used and um, just, you know, go with your gut. If the seller seems shady and the amp doesn't look right or sound right, don't go with it. But Man, there's great deals out there. Black Star is another stuff. And you know what's another good stuff to look at right now for inexpensive? Jet City stuff. But again, test it, check it. But man, you can score some deals. Some of the Jet City stuff, I really enjoy it. And then it's stuff. I'm just thinking of stuff that I walked in stores and saw super cheap amps and went, wow, that's definitely stuff to check out. Um, Mayacon Tavares. Tavares. T-A-V-A-R-E-S. Tavares. Uh, hey, Phil, what do you think a better tool to use live in the studio? Was a tube amp expander or the aux, if you have an opinion? Um, I have used the aux only in these events. I have not tried the uh, the uh, boss uh, unit, right, the Waza. I have no experience with the Waza. Um, I can only go off the silliness of a, the Ox was cool that I tried. And of course, the Ox has a better brand reputation than Boss in that arena. Obviously, Boss has great reputation for quality, but in that arena, the Ox has a, a better reputation. Uh, so if I suggested one, it would be an Ox um, over the Waza. But I would sure like to try them both and compare them. That would be great. But uh, I just don't have. You know what I mean? I don't have the resources to do it. <laughs> you know, everything becomes, whew, you know, what can you pay for and, and how do the videos map out? Uh, Showman Blues. Hey, Showman. What's up, buddy? It says, hey, Phil, I have a Mesa 525. Me too. In fact, is it? Oh, it's right over there. It's out of shot, but it's right there. Uh, a Freeman Dirty Shirley Mini and a Fender Hot Rod Deluxe. What next? Um, you know, the, the Dirty Shirley Mini is the one that's on my radar. I want a Dirty Shirley Mini. Um, I'm thinking because I, I got the JJ, I had the the run, I got rid of it, and I and I have the uh, the PT20. I'm wondering if the Dirty Shirley is the right choice for me. Um, now here's what I'm going to say: If you have the Dirty Shirley, that's like the Marshall Plexi Rock Tone Hot Rod Deluxe. Obviously, is your Fender Tone, and then you got the Mesa, which is going to be you know the Mesa Mark V does everything, but of course it does the metal sound. Um, what do you need next? I think he got it. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I'm not even being sarcastic. I think it, I think you nailed it. Um, if you want, you could go EVH, the EVH, EVH LBX, man, if you want that metal, metal sound. That's the heavy metal sound. Um, or, man, I really like the Dr. Z stuff, stuff like that. You could go totally different, a totally different round uh, away. Um, or even a, a Vox style amps, which would be the Dr. Z. I like the Maz 18. That's a, another amp I would check out. So definitely cool because they're different than what you have and they're and they're cool all right on that note we're gonna call it we did uh, over an hour which was cool you guys definitely had some cool questions and some cool stuff we found out that gibson either is or is not doing youtube anymore uh, so i um, laughing because i'm like it's just another crazy week with gibson you know we'll see whatever gibson's up to um and uh, real quick, I want to do a shout out for the supporters of the channel and thank them for interacting with the new group, the KYG Crew Group. Um, the year is the live show support group is James Biles, Lawrence Petros, Rob Martha, David Foy, Blake Bean, Derek Miller, Gene Graham, Michael Mooney, Alasdar McLeod, Bruce Collins, Andy Dennis, Gary Phillips, Sam Oram, Chief Squatch, Muse Guitarist, Bob Crosley, Todd Flowers. Thank you again for being on the live show today, Todd. Tim Farnsworth, Zesty Basil Pizza, Greg Peterson, Dennis Prescott, Craig Parker, Lonnie Hoke, Joseph McCarthy, Anthony Despacito, Brian Stewart, also on the live show today. Thank you again. Kermit Jackson, Tim Camacho, Paul Astrig, Michael Lindner, Jonathan Pickering, Bob Pickwode, Louis and Alvaro, Chris at the Guitar Pit, Jeff Howes, uh, who won one of the pedals, man. Congratulations. BV Ninja, Zachary Rowe, Justin Mabe, and Jeff Thompson. They literally support the live show every week. They make this happen. It's really cool. I really appreciate you guys so I can do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. And, um, and thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, I'll make sure I index the video as fast as possible. And on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. So until next time, know your gear. <laughs>